This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Really looking forward to chatting with you today. I'm going to be talking about something a little bit more business related in terms of, I mean, usually I don't personally identify as a business coach. I feel like some people might argue that, but I like to talk about the embodiment of human design and gene keys in business. And so today I'm going to be talking about a business thing. I want to talk about launching and this whole concept around launching. And I'm going to bring in some human design evidence on why I think we can shift the paradigm and conversations around launching. So before I dive into that, I want to emphasize that these are my perspectives and you don't have to agree with them. Also, if this is something that you do in your business that works for you and you're listening to this and you just disagree with everything, that's totally fine. I'm not here to sell every single person on the things that I experience or the things that I believe, but I do just want to preface that so that I can just completely share open-heartedly and like say what I need to say around this because I think that this has been something that I've struggled with for a long time in my business and now I'm shifting how I approach it and I can really feel a positive impact coming from this. So when I first started my business about four years ago now, well, I guess almost five years ago now, I, actually four years ago, sorry, I had to think about that for a second, 2019 to be more specific, a lot of what I was seeing in the online space was around launching. So the way that I interpret launching is you have an offer, you have a thing that you're selling, there's an open door date and a closed door date. Some of the language is open cart, closed cart, that kind of thing. Like it's available, it's not available, whatever it is. It's a very distinct turn on and turn off experience. And I had 100% bought into using this method of selling in the early days of my business. And some people I know have really had major success with the art of launching. And there's even courses about launching, which I think is kind of funny because it's like, you're launching a course on how to launch a course. So it's just like, oh my God, this is like some crazy inception going on there. Anyways, so I want to talk about this because if I'm being completely transparent, I've never had massive success with launching like this, where it's like, okay, this group coaching program or this specific offer that's only going to be available for this window and I want to get a certain amount of people in and then during this time, this is what we're doing together and you have to sign up by this date. And if you sign up by this time, you're going to save this much money and then blah, blah, blah. And it's a lot. And I know that you know this because I'm sure that if you're listening, then you've probably either been on the receiving end of this or you've been the one putting out. So I want to talk about why I'm not launching anymore and what I'm doing instead. And I'm like legitimately looking at how I can shift my language because the word launch stresses me out, even just saying it because of the amount of baggage that I have connected to it. Sure, somebody could look at me and say, Kayla, that sounds like a mindset issue. Great, I'm sure it is, but ultimately the thing that I'm more curious about is very different than this and it feels better, it feels more sustainable. 
So I'm not launching anymore because, and I, I think I might have shared, I either did a reel or I wrote a post or I shared in my stories. Launching to me, when I think about it metaphorically or like literally, I imagine a Netflix movie where actually I think specifically, I don't know if you've seen this, but I would recommend watching it because it's actually really good. I think it's called Don't Look Up. And this specifically has to do with like some crazy shit going on in space. It's been a long time since I've watched it, but the point is there's a rocket ship going up into space. This is based out of America. There's all these people watching from home, watching on their TVs. This this motherfucking rocket ship is going up into space. They've spent millions and trillions and gazillions of dollars and everyone's holding their breath because they're like, oh my God, is it going to make it? And there's like all this, all these emissions and smoke and everything is going up and everyone's holding their breath and they're watching like, is it going to go? Is it going to make it? Is it going to last? Is it going to, like, is this going to work? And I feel like this is my experience when it comes to launching. It's like a fucking rocket ship launching into space and you've done all this hard work and you've invested all this time and all this money and then you're giving yourself this very small window of success and it creates a lot of pressure and it creates a lot of emotions and so the way that human design ties into this is I want to talk about the different authorities in particular the emotional authorities and I want to talk about sacral beings versus non-sacral beings and why I think that this is something worth contemplating when you consider your design and how you launch or even if you want to launch at all. So for me, despite being a sacral being, which means I have sustainable energy from my sacral to do the things that lights me up, I have gone into launches despite planning everything, doing the things that lights me up, hiring support, like I've done all the things I've had the most aligned, like the last few, especially when I've done launches, have been super aligned, they felt really good, and they didn't produce the results that I wanted. And so that would leave me frustrated. But at the same time, I was so drained at the end of it because it's like, okay, I'm excited. I'm here. I'm sharing. I'm on my stories. I'm sending emails. I'm recording podcast episodes. I'm doing all these things. And it's like this, it's just a lot. feels like I'm on a hamster wheel. Sure. Maybe some people are going to say, Kayla, you're just not launching correctly then. Okay, fine. But I'm just sharing my experience. So the point is, this didn't feel sustainable for me. And so I really started to look at it from a human design lens. I'm like, okay, if I'm a sacral being and I don't find that I have the energy to like do this all the time and I'm watching projectors and I'm watching manifestors and reflectors showing up in here, launching programs left, right, and center. And I'm like, how are you doing this? Like maybe you found your way to do it that's sustainable or maybe you're just doing this because you think you should do this and it's working even though you're not fully lit up by it. But whatever it is, I've decided that, Everything now moving forward in my business will be a reveal. A reveal. I love this word. Reveal. Are you not curious when I say reveal? If I say to you, I'm going to reveal something to you. Are you not like, what is she going to say? I'm about to reveal to you what reveal is. Aren't you curious? There's no pressure here. It's just like, what is she going to say? Like, what is she talking about? Like, I want to know. Like, now we're not talking about lunch and we're talking about revealing. So I want you to notice a playful energy around this concept. And so I gave you the image, the imagery of launching and this fucking rocket ship and like everyone holding their breath and everyone's sweating and they don't know what's going to happen. And now I want to paint this picture of revealing where it's like, I want you to imagine, like, I don't know why, but I'm just seeing this in like the context of Seinfeld or friends or like how I met your mother, like these kind of like goofy friends hanging out. And somebody goes, I have something I want to show you. And they've got this curtain. 
and that there's like a thing sitting on a little stool behind this curtain like i'm gonna reveal something to you and they rip the curtain down and here's the thing whatever it is on that little stool and everyone's like oh my god what is it and they're curious and it's like this is the thing it's now been revealed it's here and available forever and so i'm excited about this because i intentionally did this with the way that i'm sharing about the gene keys business guide obviously i have a pre-sale right now until the end of december in 2022 but this gene keys business guide will always be available so it's like okay i'm giving a long window of when people can invest at the best price but after that it's just always going to be available and sure maybe there won't be as big of a surge of people investing at the beginning but the fact of the matter is it's taking away the excessive pressure to feel from a launch like let's say if i only did this for a month and there would be so much pressure like okay how many can i sell how many people are going to invest how am i going to get all of these documents out like it's just a lot and so i really love this idea because then i feel like it's going to honor the people who need more time so now we're going to start getting into the human design aspect of when we look at and like nlp can be really big into this as well around reframing and being able to tap into people's emotions and just really, I mean, I'm trying to avoid the word manipulation, but let's say it is coming from a place of manipulation where somebody's thoughts and expressions and experience are being manipulated so that they purchase things before they're ready. I'm talking like the sleazy car salesman freaking example. Okay. That, that metaphor, that analogy. And I think that we, you know, there's people, people talk about buyer psychology, like this is how people buy, you know, and you need to like overcome objections and you need to do this. And trust me, when I was running a personal training business in Toronto for three years, we had a script, we had a framework, we had a structure, we had to overcome objections. We had to pull in the emotional factors of why somebody would invest in personal training and and close the sale in the consultation room because the chances of them coming back to buy were very, very low. Yes, this is true. But what I want to talk about is that we have been trained to buy this way. If you think about it, we come out of the womb, we don't know what buying or selling is. We don't know what any of that is until we've experienced it. Look at the things even in grocery stores, on sale, or we have Boxing Day in Canada, which apparently I learned recently is like not a thing in the US. So if you don't know what that is, Boxing Day is kind of like a Black Friday, the day after Christmas. So on the 26th, everything fucking goes on sale. And it's funny, it's funny actually. And the same thing happened with Black Friday, that these used to be single day sales, but now they're longer. It's a week long, it's a month long, it's whatever. So the point is there's these sales or these pressurized situations where people have to invest because they're not going to get to invest again after a certain time period. So then all of a sudden people are buying shit they don't need, spending money before they're actually ready to in the sense that maybe that investment they're going to make is going to actually cause a lot of stress around security and safety. 
maybe they just actually bought into the idea of that person sharing the thing and they realize afterwards like this actually isn't aligned for me so the reason why i love revealing is because it's like this is the thing you have this time period to get it at this price but actually it's always available and i feel like we will actually be able to retrain society in terms of how we invest and it will actually be more sustainable because this is what i think I think in the last several years in the coaching industry that there has been such a normalization of spending thousands or tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars on personal development, hiring coaches, paying for programs, whatever it is, that people are mentally, emotionally, physically, and financially exhausted from this and that it wasn't actually sustainable. And this is why some people in their businesses are noticing a drop in income or noticing a drop in sales because that way of selling wasn't fucking sustainable and that's why it's not working as well as it used to. So loaded statement on my part, Maybe you're not experiencing this in your business, but I really want you to come to your own inner authority and be like, okay, do I resonate with this? Because if you have an undefined or open Ajna, like I really want you to just like, I want you to trust yourself in your own experience. I'm sharing what I'm seeing and experiencing. If you agree with it or not, that's perfect. But the whole point is I want people when they invest in things to come home to themselves and they decide what's best for them. They don't give their inner authority away to an external source to decide oh this is what you should do because I know x y and z so when we consider coming back to the buyer psychology coming back to the emotions 50 percent of the population are emotional authorities that means that the emotional authorities no matter what type you are except for reflectors you need time to process your emotions before you make a decision. And then with reflectors, if you are energetically influenced by the people around you, there's a 50% chance you have emotional authorities around you. You also are here to tap into the energetic cycles daily, monthly, following the lunar cycles. People need more time to make investments and we're just not doing that to its full potential. So here we are creating situations where we are pressurizing emotional authorities to make decisions sooner when they're not actually ready to make a decision. And then, of course, you end up in the not-self theme, disappointed, frustrated, angry, and so on. So I think that, I think that it's really interesting to consider this. And here's an example. In September, I launched a mastermind called alignment alchemy i was only going to do a week long and i was really transparent i had one person sign up and we're still working together which i'm really fucking stoked about so one person signed up and they're an emotional authority and when i extended they knew that they wanted to sign up but i extended the doors to be open two weeks instead and they literally signed up on the last day but they still signed up And they had more time to ride their emotional wave before making this decision. So it's like, how can we approach things in our business, whether you decide to continue launching because you like doing that, or you want to take this reveal approach, how can you be more considerate of people's emotional authorities? The other thing I want to talk about is the conscious and unconscious side of charts. 
And if you haven't listened to, and this is like one of the episodes that really blew the minds of a lot of my listeners. I still get messages today and it's been months since I published it. Episode 266, Contemplating Multiple Authorities as Multiple Human Design Types. So in this episode, I'm going to give like a really quick summary in this recording. In this episode, I talk about how we, when we look at your human design chart, so I use genetic matrix, just so you know the colors I'm talking about. When you look at your human design chart, that is your quantum chart. You're going to see black definition and red definition in the gates and channels. The black definition is conscious. The red definition is unconscious. When we look at these together, this is your quantum chart. The conscious definition is the planetary placements the day that you're born. The unconscious definition is the planetary placements 88 to 89 days before you're born. The unconscious definition has to do with your body. The conscious definition has to do with your mind. There's an option in genetic matrix where you can look at your conscious versus unconscious charts. So for example, and I see this more commonly just just as an example with manifesting generators, they can be a quantum manifesting generator, but when you look at their conscious chart, they might be a manifester or they might be a self-projected projector. And then they have, you know, if there's a lot of hanging gates, because that's when you break the conscious and the unconscious, right? If somebody has a lot of hanging gates that are electromagnetically connected in the quantum chart and you separate this, a lot of people actually have either a conscious reflector chart or an unconscious reflector chart. So then it's like, well, how does that affect your authority? So even if you're a splenic authority or a sacral authority, but unconsciously or consciously you have a reflector body, yeah, you're, quote, designed to respond in the moment, but actually you might need a whole fucking month or several weeks or may notice that you change your mind because you have that reflector side pulling you to take more time to make decisions, There's so many examples of, I actually have a post I'm going to link in the show notes. There's so many examples of where I've seen a lot of people and people are like, well, why is it more common that they have an unconscious or conscious reflector chart? And it's like I said, if you look at your chart and if you have a lot of hanging gates, so a lot of the defined centers or the channels that you have completed in your chart are because you have unconscious meeting conscious hanging gates. That's when you pull those apart into separate charts. That's when you get you have a higher likelihood of of seeing a reflector side because again you only have 13 activations consciously and then 13 activations unconsciously right so obviously if you take away the number of connections because together there's 26 connections if you take that away you're you have a higher likelihood of someone having a reflector side so here we are launching in the industry creating pressurized situations that unfortunately lead to manipulation and people not being given the space to process their emotions or actually be given the space to process and conjoin with their inner authority on what's best for them because it comes down to obviously we need the sustainability of running a business and we need we need to want to make income like there's this on top of wanting to support people but we are it's so normal it's so normalized unfortunately to have a dysregulated nervous system where I'm really curious if you took a minute and you asked yourself, when's the last time you made a very intentional, significant investment in something 
from a place where you felt completely grounded, safe, and secure in that investment, I want you to think about that moment. If you if you haven't had that moment, then I want you to go and you look at your chart. Do you have an emotional authority? Do you have a reflector side when it comes to making decisions? What are these influences playing? How can you shift your environment so that you can give your time, give yourself more time to make decisions? There's so many fucking factors here that people don't know about and I feel like it's all been painted into well this is a psychology the buyer psychology this is how people buy this is how we have to do it because this is what's worked all along but like I told you we've literally been groomed and we've learned to purchase things in this way so now it's time to rewrite the paradigm on what it means to have a sustainable business and actually work with clients who come into an investment and they're not fucking shitting themselves because they just dropped this money that causes a visceral reaction in their body because they had three days to buy it you know and and so then it's like well my business is built on this way of of working and it's like okay well then how can you reevaluate the sustainability of business by being more inclusive with people's authorities and these other aspects from a human design lens right because creating artificial urgency or FOMO and I think, I, I mean, it's, it's, you can even argue, well, what about putting things on sale? Okay, but I think it's different when we, if you think about Black Friday or Boxing Day or really any big seasonal changes like going into the fall when school starts, there's usually a lot of sales. Like when we look at these situations, we know that things are going on sale. We know that Black Friday is a thing. We know that after Christmas, things go on sale. We know that leaving winter, going into spring, the winter jackets, the ski boots, the snowboards are going on sale. This, like we unconsciously know this, but I think that in business, when we just randomly pop up from the woodworks and we're like, oh yeah, this thing's on sale for, you know, a week or whatever, and we don't give enough time to people that it might not actually be that your offer is is not irresistible it might actually be that people just need more time and the funny thing is that this will actually redefine how we trust and we co-create relationships with our audience right like when I opened the jinkies business guide within a couple hours I had a couple people buy because they were ready they were primed like I'd literally been talking about this for three weeks before I even revealed that this was open to the wait list right? And then it's like, I'm still talking about it. And it's about to be revealed to public on December 14th, right? And I'll have the link in, in the show notes if you want to check this out. It's like I said, it's still going to be available. But it's it's keeping our audience informed, co-creating, being like, okay, can you really honor how you're going to invest in yourself? And the, the fact of the matter is, and people don't talk about this, I bet you it'll decrease refunds, it'll decrease people ghosting, defaulting payments because they've actually been able to come into an investment with a regulated nervous system and come in with such clarity that they can actually be fully present in terms of how they want to show up or consume that content and so on. So it's really interesting because if there's a way where this whole thing around launching the pressurized sales, if you can look at creating something that's more sustainable, having containers that are like rolling enrollment or they're always open and it's like people can save and then come in. That's definitely something that's more sustainable and looking at creating offers where they're always going to be on sale. You're just stacking 
your offers, your stocking, your shop. You can look at the different price points that you can create so that we can be inclusive of the different currencies that we have in the world. You know, something that may be $100, which may not seem like a lot to some, like when you start looking at the exchange rates in countries like in Asia or India or Africa coming into USD, like that's fucking astronomical, right? And even myself, as someone who starting my business the first few years, I was paying Canadian for everything for things in USD. I had an automatic 30% markup. So it's like, how can we create these offers where there's more time to invest and be more creative and intentional with connecting with our audience that we're selling to and trusting them to invest rather than having to be the sleazy car salesman that's going to create this pressurized, strategic, emotional conversation so that you invest all that money in one spot, right? I'll never forget, and I've definitely shared this before on a different podcast episode where I was in Mexico with Guillaume last year, December in 2021. And we got sucked into going to a timeshare conversation. So they roped us in. We were walking on the beach and this guy comes up to us who worked at the resort and he's like, oh, you guys look like you like the gym. Like, how about you come in tomorrow morning? We'll give you a free pass to the gym and a breakfast. And you just like sit in on this presentation. And I I looked at Guillaume and I was like, okay, I really want to go to the gym because I know it's going to be nice, but like we're legitimately getting roped into a timeshare conversation. And the experience was so fascinating. First of all, the experience was like three fucking hours and it would have gone longer had I not put my fucking hand down on the table and said that we were done. But I was I was like going along with it because I was very curious about the sales tactics of like the biopsychology of the situation. So it's like we go in, and we go we go to the gym we meet up with the guy like he's super personable charismatic you know we're eating breakfast the food is great he's talking to us finding many points of interest and commonalities that you know we've like lived in the same city like we've you know both went to university like really into sports like there's just lots of ways that he's he's threading into us to build a relationship And then it's just casual conversations, you know, like, oh, like, what are your, what are your desires for the next five years? Like, you know, do, where do you love traveling? Like, where do you want to have a home? Like just really finding out specific information. And I'm just like sitting there and I'm just feeding it to him because I'm so hyper aware of the conversation and I'm going along with it. And then eventually it gets to the point where he's like, okay, like we have a couple units in the resort that we want to show you. And so you can see what it would look like to invest in a timeshare. And then you can decide if it's a good fit for you and so on. So we went and looked at the units. They were beautiful, like corner units and just, you know, the different countries that we could get these resorts access to and so on. So then we go and we sit down and this is where, this is where the issue begins because it's like literally you will save $20,000 if you invest 40 grand today as a down payment. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like if people didn't have the awareness of the way that this entire situation was built out, this emotional connection, finding out your interests, the pain points, all of this, then I was still going along with it because I was so curious. I knew that we were, we were not going to invest in this, but it was just so fascinating to be in this experience. And and then it was like, yeah, like you invest this amount and then you pay this amount yearly and this is what you get access to. And there's just things that weren't fully clearly explained. Like, you know, for example, long story short, 
we were to invest like eight or nine hundred dollars a year after putting like 40 grand down as a down payment but we were locked in for 50 years so if you do the fucking math it was like a ninety thousand dollar investment that they expected us to do in four hours so i just thought that was so interesting we like by the end of it they were trying so hard and i like literally at that point i slammed my hand on the table like very passive aggressively and was like we're fucking done here like this is not a priority and we got up and left and as guillaume and i were talking we're talking through things he's a splenic authority i'm a seiko generator i've got my g and seiko defined he's got his spleen root head and ajna defined and we're walking back to our resort and i'm like what the fuck just happened like you're trying to tell me that in four hours Somebody could have signed into a 50-year agreement to pay $90,000 USD, which is even more in Canadian. It's like 120 Canadian. So I just thought that was so fascinating to witness that entire process and the script and the structure and the pressurized situation to if you invest now, you save money. But the thing is, ultimately, you're investing money to start with like there's still a transaction happening just because you're saving some that's kind of offsetting this the tactic of scarcity and so this whole thing was such a great learning experience and i was just like laughing that we didn't pick it up that it was actually like such a savage investment and it was crazy it was like the, the fine print even if you change anything on the contract it'll like reset so for example if guillaume and i we get married and we change the name on the agreement then it would reset for another 50 years like this would literally just be in the family for decades and i was like no so the reason why I'm sharing this story is because when I look at that, it's like, oh, but if you leave this room, you're going to have to pay $20,000 more. Like, this is the best deal that we can give you right now. And I feel like that's very manipulative. Like, why do you have to do that? Because you don't actually trust people to make a decision for themselves or that they would invest unless you manipulate them. And so unfortunately, I mean, we're talking about big ass fucking numbers here when I'm talking about tens of thousands of dollars in terms of a timeshare, but these, it's, it, these similar tactics are being used in the industry. And I'm not saying that I haven't used them because I have, I have used them. And that's why I'm like, this isn't working for me and I don't want to do this anymore. And I really want to trust how people buy by approaching things differently and giving more time and having things be available longer or if anything forever so that people can save and invest when they feel safe and secure but it really does take deprogramming the but then they're not going to buy and you're not going to make money and that's when we lose the essence of business being about people first right and i really believe like okay then offer more things that are passive income and share about it so you can serve a larger clientele within your niche or the people that you want to talk to like it can be a win-win for everyone so this is something that I felt really passionate about because when I started to look at, instead of just complaining about it and being like, this is why I don't like launching and these old ways of selling and this buyer psychology and so on, I was like, okay, well, how can I actually bring in some evidence of human design and invite people to contemplate this and consider what is sustainable for them? And it's, it's like, you know, it really needs to be unique to the person of what feels good for them i've seen projectors launch constantly like every month every other month like they're they're i feel like they're showing up like a generator but i'm like all right if you're lit by doing this then do it but i'm just sharing this if there's someone listening to this who's like i don't resonate with launching and i see these pressurized situations that feel icky to me and i can't show up authentically because i feel icky then i'm sharing with you 
I'm revealing to you the concept of reveal and actually being more curious about this collaborative approach to selling and serving people from this place of a regulated nervous system and respecting people's human design, especially if you're listening to this, I know you're into human design. So that's all I've got for you today. Definitely recommend going and listening to the episode 266. Like I mentioned, that'll be in the show notes. I will have the Instagram post there about reflector bodies and minds. And I think that that's really going to help you contemplate a different way of approaching selling and sharing in your business that will honor the different types and authorities that people have because we're all very unique. And the more that we can balance catering while honoring ourselves, then like I said, it's just, it's more abundance for everyone. Like everyone gets to win. It's a fucking great experience. So you can check that out. I'll also have the Gene Keys business guide in there because again, this is taking the Gene Keys from a contemplative perspective of how you can show up in your business. Going to bring you more clarity on how you can leverage the three sequences, the 11 spheres, the lines, the, the channels, or not the channels, the pathways, all of that specifically to your business because I love the nuance of, of this work. So that'll be in the show notes for you as well. And of course, if you listen to this and it resonates with you, please let me know. I love having feedback and hearing back from my listeners. It means the world to me. Of course, ensure that you subscribe to the channel. And if you want to take a second to leave a five-star review, it takes you about literally two seconds just to swipe on Apple or Spotify. And I will chat with you in the next episode. So thank you so much for listening.